Good morning. It's a privilege again this morning to come and to share God's word with you. I'm very excited about this. Before we begin, I would like to just say a couple of thank yous for part of the illustration of this morning that we're going to have. I want to firstly say thank you to Jackie in the media and her team. And I would like to say also thank you to Stig Loveness for all the work that he put in his art and everything that he was putting with the paint and everything. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to, to him for that. Can we open Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 14? Ephesians 3 from verse 1, let's just end it at 13, excuse me, from verse 1 to 13. If you are there, say amen. amen. Excellent. NIV version, it says, God, God's marvelous plan for the Gentiles. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation. As I have already written briefly, in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people into other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostle and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the lost people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In him and through him, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth. Your word is life. Father, we thank you that this morning as we just dive in and unpack this passage, Lord, you will speak into our hearts and what we are to do, Lord, with that in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, the title of my message is God's Mystery Plan Revealed. God's Mystery Plan Revealed. What is this mystery that this scripture is talking about? Almost four times you hear the word mystery, mystery, mystery. And in this whole passage, Paul is writing because he's writing from prison to the Ephesians and he's saying to the congregations that were there that they mustn't lose heart because he's in jail, he's in prison for them. You see, he was talking about this gospel, telling people about this gospel. And as he was sharing this gospel with the people, the Jews at the time said, you cannot do this. Because the gospel is only for us, the Jews. It's exclusive. We cannot 
have you continuing like this. We're going to take you and then we're going to put you in prison so you can stop from talking about this gospel. They didn't like the fact that Paul was saying that everyone in God's promises, everyone in God's kingdom is welcome. They always thought that the Jews are the exclusive group of people that God chose to enjoy all his promises. Now in this chapter, Paul is saying to them, it's not so. Everyone belongs to this. But now he uses the word mystery. We know it's not a mystery because in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, God says to Abraham, you will be a blessing to many nations. Through you, all peoples will be blessed. So we know for the fact that all these people that God is talking about, it was not only the Jews. It was the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles is anyone who's not a Jew. And so you and I today, in that time and age, we would be called Gentiles because we were not Jews. And therefore, somehow, automatically, we were not belonging into this promises that God had for the Jews. Now, I have four main points I would like to share with you from this passage this morning. The first main point I would like to highlight is the mystery is revealed. The mystery is revealed. What is this mystery that the Bible is talking about? The mystery is the gospel of the kingdom of God in Christ that anyone who believes Jesus Christ was born, son of God, walked on earth, died, and rose again after three days and was lifted in cloud to go back to the Father in heaven. Anyone who believes this is an heir to this promise of God. And so anyone who believes this message will be an heir to the promises of God. So the mystery is revealed. Now you wonder, why do we have this easel here? As I was saying earlier, I wanted to say thank you to the people that put this together. It was quite a lot of work to do this. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I once heard from someone that was doing this for me. He's a paint artist, and he was saying to me, I was asking him a question. Do you have sometimes artists that would paint and do some work on their painting, and every time people come close or they come to see the, the painting, he would close it. And he says, yes, there are some artists like that who would hide their art because they don't want anyone to know about it until the right time where they can reveal it. You see, throughout time, God's mystery was that everyone would come to the knowledge of who he is. And so every time he was busy, Making sure, making sure that nobody will know about this until the opportune time. I wonder in your personal life, are there things that are revealed just a little bit, not completely, and you wonder, what is God busy with? Because God is busy with bigger things. You see, God was busy with this mystery. 
the mystery, nobody knew exactly what it was. But God knew that in the right time, it will be revealed. This mystery, we know it today. Back then, the people didn't know anything about it. They didn't know if God says he will bless all nations through Abraham, how is he going to do it? Nobody knew. But in Ephesians chapter 3, it's revealed for us that God, all that he was busy doing all along was that he would have his church revealed to the whole world. Amen. And so, in this picture, we can see almost the arms of Jesus, if we may put it like that, according to the Ephesians 3, that firstly, it was the Jews that had this blessing and these promises of God. But praise God, in Christ, it says so in Ephesians, that also the Gentiles will be part of the covenant family of God. Look around this morning. Everyone who sits here was part of this plan. Everyone who sits here is part of this plan that the promises of God, you would get them in your life. And so God reveals it and he says, there you are. This is what my masterpiece was all about, that everyone would come to the knowledge of who I am. And so the plan is revealed it's revealed because God wants everybody to come to the knowledge of who he is. The second main point I would like to highlight from this passage is this. Not only is the mystery revealed, the mystery is also described. You see, when an artist reveals his painting, he would like to share a little bit about it, isn't it? He wants to share, this is what this is all about. And so he describes it, and he says, by grace and working of his power, we are enabled, we are enabled to do this work. You see, God is a generous God, and he wants a family. And so he says that even if you had this revelation of this gospel, Paul says that it's only by grace and only by God's power that I'm able to actually even say and, and unpack this for you. And he says, this is important because you are to realize that in your own strength, it's just not possible. That God wants to do it with and through you. If we are the church of God, we are to do it with and through the Lord. I would like to share a story with you that I once read. A preacher once went to preach in another church. And when he got there, greeted all the elders and the pastors, and they said to him, can you please come into this room? We would like to pray for you. So he went into this room. They closed the door. He says it was about eight nine people in the room, and they asked him to kneel down. So he knelt down, and as he was kneeling, they all put their hands on him, and they started praying for him. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord we pray for him. And they start going louder and louder and louder. 
Lord, we pray for our brother here that you will touch him, that he will speak through your power. And they start praying. But he says, this preacher, he says that as they were busy praying, somehow they kept on pressing harder and harder. He says it came to a point where one of the hands was also on top of his head. And he said that the hand, when it came on top of his head, he started hearing this guy praying. He couldn't see him because he's now kneeling and he's closing his eyes. He heard this guy saying, Lord, I want to pray for Charlie Schulzness. Now, the preacher's name was not Charlie. <laughs> he said to him, Lord, I want to pray for Charlie Schulzness. You know where he stays, Lord. You know he's leaving his wife and three kids. Lord, I pray, you know, you, you go down the street, the third street on the right, house number four, that's where he stays. Now this preacher is thinking, where is Charlie coming from in this whole setup? The preacher says that the prayer ended, and he went and he preached. Afterwards, he was driving back home. As he was driving back home, he saw someone on the road hitchhiking, a young man hitchhiking. He felt the Lord press something inside to give him a lift. He doesn't normally do it, but then he felt the Lord saying, you know, give this man a lift. And he stopped by and he said, yes, sir, how are you? Where are you going? He says, I'm going this way. And he climbed in. And the preacher introduced himself. He says, my name is Tony Compolo. And the guy's name, he said, my name is Charlie Schulzness. And Tony thought, what? This is an opportunity. <laughs> Tony turned around, and he started driving in opposite direction. The young man asked him, where are you going? What are you doing, sir? I'm not going this way. I'm going that way. And he says, Charlie, I'm taking you home. <laughs> Charlie was shocked. He says, how? How do you know my home? Because now, Tony was driving and he turned right and the third house on the left, he was there already. <laughs> Charlie's eyes were this big. He says, what? How do you know this? And Tony said to him, the Lord told me. <laughs> Charlie opened the door, he ran into the house, Tony followed him and when he got there, he says, Tony, I know you are leaving your wife and three kids and the Lord has sent me to tell you, don't do it. Today, Charlie Shilsner's is a senior pastor of a church because he met the Lord. Because he met, he met the Lord, and sometimes we think we must have all the dots dotted and T's crossed, and we must have it all right. But God is saying, I will enable you. As my church, I will enable you to go out and make a difference. And it's not, it's not in the way that you normally would expect it. You know what God is looking for? He's not looking for perfect people. He's not looking so much for the qualified people. Those are good to have also. But most of all, he's looking for the available people. Are you available for him? Be available for him. Be available for him. The third main point, the first one was that the mystery is revealed. The mystery is described. The third main point, the mystery is presented. The mystery is presented. Now we wonder what is being presented. In verse 9, we say we know that we, he made 
playing the unsearchable riches of what God has done. And what was hidden in Christ, this is now made plain. Now, what was hidden in Christ? We know today because of we have accepted the Lord Jesus. We are his church. We know that his blood is the one that redeemed us. His blood washed away our sin, isn't it? We know that in him we are forgiven. There it is. In him we are forgiven. We know for a fact that in him we are restored back to the Father. And so we are in this place today. We know for a fact that God has presented this plain for all of us. That his hidden riches will be known by all. Can I say to you this morning, when you know Jesus in your life, man, he wants to show you off to the world. He wants to show off his goodness, his riches in your life by how you do life, by how you live. Because God requires that we live for him. And so this Treasures, these treasures that, is, that was hidden and that is now made plain, it is so that we can be known that we are his children. And so the mystery is presented. This is who Jesus is. This is what he came to do. Now the question this morning is this. If this mystery is presented... Are you bold to present it to others? Are you bold to say, this is what God has done? I remember one day, I was in this shop. I went to buy shoes. And as I was going to buy these shoes, it was challenging because they had shoes, but yes, they were not comfortable, man. I just, I, you know. There are just some shoes, you put them on and you go, ah, <laughs> I like these shoes, but yo, I'm already sore. And so this gentleman came and he said to me, can I assist you? And I said, yes, please, just, these shoes are fine, but somehow, ish, sore, man. He said to me, ah, man, you know what, let me just go and try other pairs. Maybe something wrong with this pair. So he brought this pair, and as I was putting it on, he says to me, um, you know, I was, just, I was just wondering, there's something about you that I, I can't seem to pick up, but I really, I really think that, you know, you, you can know a little bit more about life and a little bit more about, then he said it. And he says, I, I would like to know a little bit more about you know, this, this religion of mine that I want to talk to you about. And I said, religion? What are you talking about, dude? He said to me, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Muslim, so I want to share more with you about, about my belief. And I said, yes, tell me more. I would like to know more about this. And he started unpacking it. He was so free now. He started unpacking it. And I thought, wow, that is just amazing. And I said, I also know somebody else. He says, who? And I said, I also know Jesus. But it sounds like Jesus wants to have more of a relationship with me. Do you have a relationship with your Lord? I asked him. 
He says, I've never heard about the relationship. I said, yes, I got you. In my heart, I didn't tell him right. He says, yes, I got you. You know, I have a, a relationship with Jesus, and Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. Would you be interested to, to know a little bit more? He said, yes, I would like to know a little bit more, but I think you must fit your shoes and then we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> it was so amazing because somehow God in his sovereignty, he never closes anyone out. He's never interested in just pushing others out. He wants everyone to come. It doesn't matter where they find themselves. He is reaching out to everybody. And the question is, are we willing to present this kingdom? Are we willing to present these riches that he has in Christ Jesus? And so we are called that we are to reach out to him. Reach out to him so we can reach out to, to others. The mystery is revealed. The mystery is described. The mystery is presented. The fourth main point, the fourth main point. The mystery has a purpose. The mystery has a purpose. You see, God's intention was that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God would be made known to the rulers and authorities everywhere. Why is that? Why is it that God was more concerned that the rulers of the heavenlies, the spirits in, in the spiritual realm, we would be known that we are children of God, that the church exists, that the church makes a difference, that the church leads out and makes a difference in the world where it is. Brian was sharing now this money and giving a feedback. That is what we are called to do, to make a difference in the world around us. And so, is it that when the whole church makes a difference and it reaches out, the spiritual realm, it gets known that this is what God is busy doing. Excuse me, I need a, a cloth. Thank you. Is it that God wants the whole church to go out and make a difference? Isn't it that he is making us and moving us to go and make a difference? It says that God wants that his manifold wisdom would be known in the heavenlies. Why? If it's just enough that we are known by him. If it isn't, isn't it just enough that others know the Lord? There's much more that we are called to. It says that we are to show this and it must be known in the heavenlies. This is what God wants to do. This is what God wants people to live like because when they do that, they are showing the manifold wisdom where it was seen, it was, it was, it was seen impossible that God can use people and people can be righteous and glorify God. Now, it, it, it sounds so difficult because you wonder, 
How is it that the spiritual realm would know about this? I want to just unpack it a little bit and say this. In the spirit, everything else is known. In the spirit, everything, nothing is hidden. Your life, my life, it's known. Now, if we live a life of righteousness in him, in Christ, we live a life worthy of our call. Remember, Pastor Louis, last week he spoke about the disciples' belief must match, the disciples' actions must match his, his belief. Yeah? yeah, I think that's the one. The disciples' belief must be matched by his actions. And so we are called that our actions may be shown. And that is the manifold wisdom of God in the heavenlies. Because if we live like that, we know that God is glorified. God wants to be glorified through us. Now, a couple of years ago, I remember I was going to this shopping center. And um, this shopping center has a, has a, has a, a, a good parking just close to the, to the entrance. Normally, you have to park far. It was in Menling, if I may put it, before they changed it now. There was this place where I just park there, I know quickly, go in, go out, and then I'm done. And as I was driving in, I was looking, you know how you, you always take a chance. I do. I drive around, I know there might not be any parking, but I do drive around, and I drove, mm, mm, then I went past, and, mm, and then I see this parking spot is open. And then I drove, and as I was driving in, I hear this loud hooting behind me. Beep, 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 beep. I'm like, did I hit someone's car or what's going on here? And then I hear it again. Beep, 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 beep. So when I look back, I see this huge buggy. It was the buggy of the year that year. And the lady in the car, she took down her window and then she yelled at me. Hey, that's my parking there. That's my parking there. And I'm like, hey, do you hear me? And I'm like, I hear you, um, but I don't see your name here. I was determined that now that I was in this parking spot, I'm going to keep it. It's mine. <laughs> and right there, I felt the Lord speak to me. I felt the Lord saying to me, give her the parking. Because I've called you to a higher place. I've called you to a higher position. Oh, what? <laughs> That's what I felt. And I drove out, and then she drove in. No thank you, nothing. <laughs> and I had to park far out to just get to that entrance. The moral of the story, the moral of the story is integrity is who we are when nobody is watching. 
God has called us. God has called each one of us, believers in him, that we are to come as a church to show off his manifold wisdom, that we can live opposite from what the world lives, so that his glory can be known through all, all the earth. And God wants to use us as his church. So Paul highlights these four mysteries. The mystery is revealed. The mystery is described. The mystery is presented. And the mystery has a purpose. And the purpose is towards God's glory. Can I please ask you to stand? We read uh, Ephesians 3, and I ended with verse 13. We just sang the song now in our worship time. But I want us to actually listen to these words, and then I'm going to pray them over you, because it's exactly what Paul did. He wrote this letter, then he said, I pray and I kneel before the Father. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work with us, within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. I want to pray these words over you this morning, if you allow me. Please lift up your hands, and let it be that we receive from the Lord, because us as a church, we are called to reveal, to describe, to present, and to show God's purposes in the world around us. And so I want to pray this prayer, Lord, this morning, and say, for this reason, we kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. I pray that out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen us with your power, Lord. Through your spirit in our inner being, so that you, Christ, may dwell in our hearts through faith. And we pray that you, being rooted and being established, that we may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people. So that, Lord, we can grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. And for us to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to you who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to your power that is at work within us, to you be glory 
in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Praise God. Have a blessed week and be the difference in the world around you. Thank you so much.